from the old National Bank State Street Studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station. Got a uh, action-packed weekend for you. We've also got uh, Black and Abdallah doing some, some more special stuff this weekend too. Heavy lifting for them on Sunday. Yeah, this is what uh, it's going to be something awesome. Uh, they were in uh, today too uh, for Greeny from ten to noon. It was great to hear them. Boy, they had a, another adventurous call from Eddie on the North Side today. <laughs> it was a wild ride today. Um, but uh, what, when is their betcast today? Uh, I mean, on Sunday, brought to you by FanDuel, Tyler. It is from one thirty to 5.30 on Sunday. So it's going to be uh, great. And it's going to be during the NFC game. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it'll also be about 30 minutes leading into the, the AFC game as well. So it's going to be uh, good stuuff Tune into that right here on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. Twitch will be carrying that as usual. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can get it um, on the ESPN Chicago app, wherever you may be. So it's, it's, it's going to be more local programming right here on ESPN 1000. Dion Miller is with me right now in for Waddle, who is off today. Dion, when is uh, Peggy, when are Peggy and you on this weekend? Tomorrow, uh, 11 to 1. There you 11 go. 11 to 1, our natural time slot. I love it. And I love driving around uh, hearing you guys. It makes <laughs> me laugh. It makes me so smile. so ridiculous. We are so ridiculous. But, but I lo- it's fun. That's why I love it. It's and that, it, I, I Nothing may, puts a smile on my face more, driving the kids around, listening to you two just have fun, laugh yeah. at, each, at each other. We do. It's the most fun I have every week, all week. It's the most fun I have, for sure. I mean, not that this isn't fun, guys. This is this is the highlight of my week. You have more fun in for Waddle than when you fill in for Hoodie, right? I'm going to tread lightly here. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's all fun. I love no, radio. No, 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 no. I, no, Come on I, now. No, don't do this Where to do me. Where do you have more fun? <laughs> Where do you have more fun? <laughs> don't yell at me. Who do you think you are? Don't yell at me. <laughs> Uh, we got to play, by the way, we got to play Cap's uh, eulogy to Billy Packer in a little bit, too. His heartfelt eulogy. <laughs> it was either the best all-time eulogy or the, the worst, worst all-time yeah. eulogy. Yeah. 312-332-3776. Are we all in agreement on what the biggest surprise of the NFL season was? And he's a part of this weekend, yes? I know what you're saying. He would not be my, my biggest surprise, though. Okay, so, Mine either. Okay, good. So I would say the biggest surprise of the NFL season is what Brock Purdy is doing with the San Francisco 49ers. Not only is he a rookie, he's Mr. Irrelevant, and he has stepped in, and it's really unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Even though um, Kurt Warner did what he did, um, it's, it's never been done quite like this as a rookie to step in and to lead the team like he's led. And I know he's got good weapons, and you know he's got the best play caller in the NFL, one of the all-time great play callers. But still, for the for a rookie to come in and then to not miss, skip a beat and miss 
and to maybe even be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? But I think, to me, that's the biggest surprise of the NFL season. Now I'm really intrigued. I'm glad that we're not all in, in agreement. Dion, who is, what would you go with then? Now, now, is this a surprise that's good or a surprise just It could be either in because, uh, uh, like, maybe this would be my number two. But go ahead then because so it could the, be bad. The surprise. biggest surprise to me was how bad Russell Wilson was. And and I'm, I did just a quick research. And SI, someone predicted he would be the MVP of the league. Of the league. I did not realize how much he was a, I'm going to hate the phrase system quarterback, but he was in Seattle. Like, Pete Carroll set him up to succeed there. And when he was outside of that, he couldn't. And that was, that to me was stunning. Stunning. I, I like that would be my that was number two on my list. I put that number two on my list. So yeah. and I had like I think on my top five, I put I think I put Seattle number five. Yeah. Without him doing what they, they did. did. I, I think totally. Pete Carroll got the shaft that he wasn't even nominated for coach of the year. But even without Russ to do like with Geno Smith, with Geno Smith? like Geno Smith could be on the list too. Yeah. Well that's my biggest surprise. That's mine it's too. Geno really? Smith yeah. and mm. not only it kind of uh, ties in Dion's as well, but Geno Smith actually being better and outplaying Russell Wilson mm-hmm. this year, and then the Seahawks sneaking into the playoffs. For me, that was the biggest surprise. More yeah. so, and, and the, I get what you're saying about Purdy, Sylvie, but I, I maybe I give too much credit to Kyle Shanahan here. Maybe I need to see Purdy actually take them to the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'd. Ha- I'm trying to think if I would all of a sudden if he was actually to get to the Super Bowl. I think if he wins it. Maybe I do have to reevaluate and say, yes, that's the biggest surprise. I don't know, though, because I think Kyle Shanahan has done this in the past. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is that good. And he's found ways to – he went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think mm-hmm. Brock Purdy does a lot of what Jimmy Garoppolo does. You know, now it was unexpected because none of us had any expectations for the guy who was drafted last in the NFL draft this past season. But because he has McCaffrey, Kittle – Debo Samuel, Ayuk, some of the most athletic players at their positions who break tackles. Like, they're beasts in the open field. And so I don't, Rock Party hasn't done anything to blow me away. It's been more of a team function. So that's why I, I don't think he's the biggest surprise. There's lots of good surprises. So we've given you three. There, there's four people on the show today, and we, we've all come up with three different ones that we think the biggest surprises. I thought we would all be in agreement. Uh, I said Brock Purdy. Um, Dion said Russell Wilson, which I have number two on my list. I'm still in shock over it. And I still think that there's, like, I don't, I can't, I still can't figure it out. How someone could be so good and then so woefully bad. It's unbelievable. And he's not, like, he can't be a system quarterback. Well, he was set up for success in Seattle that didn't translate when he got to Denver. And that isn't just a talent thing. Right, I mean that he we, he was very talented. Remember how excited we were for those five minutes when we thought it might actually he might actually oh, come to Chicago. Five minutes, like I was, uh, I, I got two weeks out of that. Yeah, did you get a jersey made or anything? I was ready to, to give everything up for him. Right, I, I was already like I thought he was going to be the biggest thing here because I didn't know that he was such a diva. I thought he was a likable, and I thought he was going to be the so biggest thing here. Yeah. Then I was reading about Sean Payton too, like. There was something that, um, Colin, like, I guess I was reading an article Howard. from Denver. Yeah, that mm-hmm. Colin Coward is Colin Coward and Sean Payton really good well, friends. Well, no, no. What happens is Payton yeah. does a weekly hit on, on the herd. 
Okay. So, I mean, I okay. think they know each other fairly well because he, I think he comes on for like an hour once a week. Wow. And then I guess Colin it's was... part of his Fox deal. Colin, like, I guess, Colin was, Colin was saying, or the article was speculating that Sean Payton didn't know the extent of Russell with all the stuff. Not only does he have this private office, he's got his own chiropractor, too. Other than the team chiropractor, wow. like it goes to it goes. He to was the, like this in Seattle too. Well, no, like listen, he had that those personality traits, but I don't think he was ever enabled the way he's been enabled in Denver because they made the complete trade. And the weird yeah, thing was gave too, him everything he wanted. The, the weird thing too was uh, George Patton, who's the GM of the Broncos. Like you know, he made the big move, but it was also in a transition period where the team was being sold. And so mm-hmm. you had an ownership group that was, like, making the trade, but they weren't necessarily going to be in it for the long term. So it's a really weird dynamic there in Denver. Uh, Patrick in Downers Grove, what do you got? Uh, biggest surprises in the NFL season this year? Yeah, it has to be the Jaguars. That yeah. hot, sloppy mess that Urban <laughs> Meyer left. Uh, and then, I mean, they made it to the divisional round. I, I don't even, like, that's what I want us to do. The Bears, I mean, is it us next year? That would be amazing. I, I mean, I, can you – Brock Purdy's had, you know, seven weeks. It's cool. But they changed their whole culture in a year. I think the Jags finished with a five-game win streak, and then I think well, – I know that they came back from what? Was it 27 nothing? Was it a 30? Yeah. I think yeah. it was 30, wasn't Thir- it? It was, was a 30 it? to nothing? Is that what it was? So, like – like yeah. you could weave all that into the, like oh, that whole story of the Jags when you look at the way they finished the season, making yes. the playoffs and yes. coming back to win. People were talking. People were saying Trevor Lawrence wasn't the guy at right. a certain point. Yeah, or, I yeah. mean, it's a really good point, Patrick. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying those people were smart, but I'm saying <laughs> people were talking. <laughs> Patrick, good stuff. Yeah, no, that is that the Jaguars were a great story, and it and for. Bears that are fans that are looking for a somewhat quick turnaround, that's encouraging in a lot yeah, of Yeah, I think there back are a lot of good ones. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I think the Lions are a good team to, that you could look to for the Bears. The Jaguars, I think even the Jets, who only won seven, they didn't have a quarterback, but they right. were still in the playoff picture. Um, I think there are a lot of good teams. The Giants, they were a surprise. Yeah. I think the Giants, the Seahawks, like again, they have the multiple levels of the surprise. Uh, I think the Rams are another surprise, aren't they? On the bad end. Oh yes, the defending Super Bowl champion to finish five, five and, 12. and twelve. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. And now they're. Did I just see that they're hiring the Jets OC? Yes. What's Mike Lafleur? Yeah, because Matt Lafleur's brother. Yeah. Brother. Mm-hmm. One, one of the other big surprises just of the season in general uh, for me. Jeff Saturday getting hired. Yes, oh, I, I'm glad I mean, you mentioned yes, that. Tyler, what a yes. shock that was yes. off of a, a TV set. Because rarely do you see an interim get hired from outside the organization right. in any sport whenever a coach is fired. It, well, it's so true, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's true. He was a consultant, so he wasn't a complete outsider. Remember, he was doing wait, wait, consulting wait, wait, consulting what? Well, he well, was, who is he consulting? Jim Irsay. 
It was Who's their nutty owner. No, you're, listen, I'm not trying to, but he wasn't like a complete outsider who was just a former player. He had been, you know, in contact with Ursay where he was having conversations with him once a week, basing, basically being his outside consultant, telling him what he was seeing from Frank Reich and the Colts at that point. Dion, do you know the uh, bathroom story involving Jim Ursay? No. This is a, a Dan Dockich report, so I don't, I don't know if it's like 1,000% accurate. Okay. Our buddy Dan Dockich in Indy. Yeah. Uh, said uh, Josh McDaniels, do you remember, a few years ago, was getting the job in Indy. And and he took the job, and Jim Irsay came over to finalize the deal to the... he, he Jim Irsay flew to Massachusetts when he was still the offensive okay. coordinator, and he flew to the McDaniels' home. Okay. And he went into their bathroom, according to Dockage. Okay. While he was visiting with them and finalizing everything. And he was in there for an inordinate amount of time. And then when we double-backed and we asked Dockage, he found out he heard an inordinate amount of time was like an hour. What? And it got to the point that it made Josh McDaniel's wife uncomfortable. Well, yes. And it was part of the reason why they backed out of the deal. And if you remember... He had accepted the job, and then he backed out of the deal. And this was supposedly the reason. Waddle and I came up with theories as to what could have possibly happened in that bathroom. Do do we have any factual words? No, no, no. no. How is is there no explanation for that? We have none. This is none of this is based in fact. This is all. (laughs) This is all. Well, keep it coming. I love it. This is Ursay hearsay. Ursay hearsay. So my philosophy was. That this was one of these lunatic billionaire power plays where they're putting their new employee through a test. (laughs) I'm going to be in the bathroom. How are you going to? That's ridiculous. How are you going to work your way out of this? This is your first test. How are you going to talk me out of the bathroom? Or like, how are you going to work out of your first sort of? Weird situation. Things are going to go wrong in the locker room. Things are going to go wrong in your office. You're going to get into a situation in the film room. You're going to have some fights with your coaches. Now here's your first one. I'm throwing you a curveball. The owner is going to be in your bathroom for an hour. What are you going to do? What do you do? Are you going to knock? Are you going to text me? Are you going to give me a little shout? Are you, what are you going to do? Do we have any idea what McDaniels did? Did he try to coerce uh, did, Jim Ursay uh, out no, of the bathroom? Again, did we let Ursay, this Ursay weirdo, hearsay. Ursay weirdo hearsay. billionaire just sit there and stew or whatever it was we, he was we, doing? Was, that's an interesting word to use. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Just, as soon as <laughs> oh, I said it, I was still. like, oh, that was bad. We need more follow-up questions. Was there like, so like, a, like a terrible odor coming from the bathroom? Right, right. Like, this is stuff that needs to be followed up on. Was he on the phone? Could you, I mean, what you couldn't hear anything? That's what Dockage thought, is he was on the phone. My comeback would be, if you are a powerful owner or any sane human being, and you have to use the bathroom, <laughs> if you have to use the phone, you go oh, and you, you say to your new coach, hey, I got, I got some important business. Can I use your office? I got to talk on the phone. Yes. Do you mind if I go out in the driveway? I got, I got some important business. You don't sit in the bathroom for an hour. Right. Um, Waddle th- thinks I'm nuts with my like little. Uh, you think it's a test, like a test or sort of a puzzle, like a brain teaser. How are you gonna? <laughs> but how, he already had the job, didn't he? Yeah, but things are gonna come up when you got the job too. 
You're hired to be fired. How is this your first test? So Waddle thinks he fell asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> Tony Larusa called and said anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. I mean, what in the world? That is bizarre. So what's your theory? Well, I don't know. I would think he, <laughs> I don't have a theory. I'm weirded out by the whole situation. I don't know if I would walk away from a job. So, okay. But I would definitely, when he came out, be like, dude. What? That was a whole hour. What well, are you doing? And there? what did he? You know, we need again. What did he say what when did, he came yeah, out? When he, when he came out of the room, what was the explanation from Ursay? All right. So the Good Morning America uh, news director comes over to your house. Okay. And, and and you're hired to be on the anchor desk of Good Morning America. Sounds fabulous. Yes. Big raise. Huge. You've already gotten the job. Okay. She's in the bathroom <laughs> for an hour. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm wondering what's... I would knock on well, the door. Is everything okay? After how long? At least 15 minutes. Like, no one needs that long. And when you're at my home to sign me, you don't need 15 minutes in my bathroom. So you're going, you okay in there? Well, like, yes. how are you saying? Excuse uh, me, just, Madam President, whatever um, you call <laughs> Madam News Director. Madam News Director, is everything okay? Can I get you anything? Is everything okay? We full on toilet paper? I know. Are you locked in there? What's going on? That is just a weird story. But Jim Ursay is weird. So Exactly. So now that's it why makes I think a little it could more be sense. A test. I don't no, know if that's it's a test. test. I think that's why it's absolutely in the realm of possibilities. He was doing something strange in the bathroom. And right. you're, there's concern over that. He comes out, he's like, I put something in and your toilet. You'll never honestly, know what it was. <laughs> I don't know if it's better or worse if there's an odor after he leaves the bathroom. I don't like, like, do you think it's like, worse it's, if it's odorless? Yeah, because yes. then I'm like, everything's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> At least if there's an odor when really? it opens the door, I'm like, all right, something's oh, going on. He had some bad Chinese or something, but... Everything's <laughs> on the table. It's true. It's true. Uh, Mike in Portage. You're on ESPN 1000. <laughs> What's up, Mikey? Yeah, how you guys doing? Favorite yeah. show. Thank uh, you. Can't, can't stand those two clowns in the morning. Oh, uh, no, okay. we don't. We don't have. We don't have clowns here. Okay, well, everybody's got their opinion. Uh, not my my biggest surprise is for the first time in my life, the Bears are the worst team in the NFL. Really hurt. Uh, I know they say they were maybe tanking a little bit to get that number one pick or whatever, but uh they weren't they were just the worst team in the NFL and that was quite a surprise to me uh really didn't see that coming where'd maybe you think, third where, or fourth yeah where'd you think third they would fourth, be third or fourth worst oh. nowhere near worse i mean i was i wasn't putting them in the playoffs or good uh yeah i i have one other thing and it basically goes to most of the radio station here sold on QB1 all right i I listen to you guys all the time, hoping to get a little insight, and then I hear everybody talk about how great Justin Fields is. I understand he does a lot of things that nobody else does, but he doesn't throw the ball well. I mean, how many screen passes did he miss this year? And that I was the worst quarterback in the history of football ever. Didn't make it very far. But the only pass I could complete was a screen pass. I, You know, so... But we're going to anoint him as the next Mahomes. No one's uh, anointing him as the next Mahomes. And I think there were, there were still, Mike, plenty of passes that he made that people got excited about, whether it's uh, a touchdown pass on 
against the Commanders, whether it's a throw to Darnell Mooney into the end zone. Um, there are many throws that he gives you the flash. He needs to, like... Um, was said on our show earlier in the week by Robert Mays that he needs to understand and have a better clock in his head on when to get rid of the football. Mm-hmm. He's got to work on his accuracy and he's got to be better with that. But I still think that he's got everything you want with the arm. He he made he can make every single throw on the football field. Just like uh, Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. has, has, has gotten better with every throw that he can make, that he just worked on his accuracy and he put it all together this year for an MVP-type campaign. Sylvie, where I think... Okay, oh, well, sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just no, going to go say, ahead, like, yeah. where I think Thanks, that, that Justin deserves a little bit more credit is that he the way he ran the ball this year is not how he operated in in college he was not a runner like that and so when you look back at his college highlights you see the arm it's there yes it's the it's the learning that to this to this point and now adding the aspect that he can run the ball i think that gives him more potential to be that that elite quarterback that the bears are desperate to have sure look he missed the wide open a tight end against the commanders in that same game and then he said that's not a throw that I'm going to miss again. again. Yeah. And, and, and there are things that he's got to get better on. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, there's no doubt about it. I believe that he's going to get with his quarterbacks coach. He's going to get with receivers mm-hmm. and he's going to get better. And I believe he's going. This is the first time in the last three years where he's going to be in the same system, learning in an offseason the offense that he's actually going to be playing and he's going to be able to get better with it. Yes. And practicing those skills. And he will have better players around him now doing it. When he left Ohio State, you know, uh, he wasn't running Ohio State's offense. Then what he got in his head with, uh, uh, with the Matt Nagy offense. And he's not oh, starting. Geez. And then yeah. he is starting. Then he's not starting. And then the next year he's learning a totally new offense. Yeah. Now, finally, he could settle in a little bit. Yeah. He could work on his skills. He doesn't have to learn a whole new offense. And he could do what an NBA player does, like they get in a gym and they just get better. Yeah. He could get better, and he can know the offense more as second nature, and he could just react and play football the yes. way he knows how to. And again, I don't have him as Patrick Mahomes, but he's definitely going to be better as a thrower than he was this year. Yeah. He will never. He will never run the ball like he did this year. He will never need to again. I, he shouldn't need to again. Not when he's with the Bears. So, I, again, I think that this is a good baseline for him. Oh yes, so do I. Like them scoring in those five games, what they were, and I think if you can only go up from here and get better wide receivers and get better offensive linemen and and refine the the offense a little yeah. bit and continue to just it's a it's all, all a work in progress but i feel like it can only get it, it will only be better yes. it will only be better from here i really do and dion has been on the beat all year if you want to ask her a question 3123323776 we're talking about um some of the bigger surprises in the uh, nfl this year too and we're not in agreement on what number 1 should be what do you think number 1 should be um, talking about the games this weekend there was an article written that the bears don't have as much cap room as we thought, Meller and Tyler will explain what that means. Uh, and then we'll hear the best or worst eulogy you've ever heard <laughs> before we leave. It's all coming up next. 
Guys, as a city full of frozen pizza fans, Chicago knows that we can count on Connie's to deliver authentic pizzeria flavor right at home. It's a Friday night. You don't want to cook. It's been a long week. Connie's is what you should go to the store tonight and buy and enjoy for dinner tonight. You know, Connie's means quality because their frozen pizzas are made with only premium ingredients. Whether you have a taste for their famous cornmeal dusted thin crust or their crispy on the outside, soft and airy inside pizzeria style crust, Connie's Frozen is covered with restaurant quality pies you can cook on your own time. You can find Connie's wherever frozen pizzas are sold, like Meyer, Jewel Osco, Mariano's, and Costco, and bring home the best today. Connie's real pizzeria flavor is in the house. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Things have flown by today. Flown by yeah, it's very fun. Hanging Doesn't out with happen you guys. like that when you uh, fill in for I, hoodie, does I it? I did not say yeah. that. Those were not the words that came out of my mouth. Go I'm really it. excited for this. Let's inform Dion group text that's going to start. Yes, yes. The newsletter. <laughs> nothing else comes out of today. The Dion Miller newsletter. Be. Let's keep Dion. What's going on behind the scenes at ESPN 1000? <laughs> so you know what's going on. The important. I was thing. also told though that you're not always a great texter. Do you respond though? Okay, so I try to. I sometimes I write the text and forget to push send. That does happen. <laughs> like I'm like, did nobody? Why didn't Why didn't she respond? And then I'll look and like, there's the text that I didn't push send. You're oh. like your Herm Edwards. Do not hit send. <laughs> I'm, when you say sometimes, how often do you have a completed text unsent in your? Um, um, it, I mean, it at least happens once a week. It has to happen once a week. But I have been told I'm not a good text replier, and I think that's very false. I do, too. So there was an accusation being thrown around upstairs about Dion being a bad texter. What? And, and Meller and I kind of looked at each other like, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, we, we, we actually... We uh, took, you, we took we your side. Yeah, we, Thank we, you, we, boys. we, we, we uh, put up a, a staunch defense. Thank you. And it's funny because I texted you, too, and then you got back to me in like two minutes. Yeah, see? I don't know. I don't know Maybe when that's just. I was just observing on the other end of the text. Who was texting me saying that I didn't text back well, right away? Who was saying that? Who was I'm just making saying, this accusation? Clearly, it's a person who's only on a certain level of importance <laughs> with you. <laughs> They're just right Maybe the my... station uh, admin. <laughs> the administrator who won't fix my email, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we take more of your calls here. What, so what is this? Uh, I saw in Bleacher Nation Bears. Love Bleacher Nation sports, too. Uh, all, all the Bleacher Nations, Cubs and Bears and uh, Bulls is a really good site, mm-hmm. too. Uh, I think they have one now for just NFL. What uh, They had something that was linked to over the cap, which follows the NFL cap situation. And we were all led to believe that the Bears had 110 or 115 million dollars mm-hmm. of cap space. The story now says that's not the case. That over the cap has now estimated that the Bears have 90 million dollars in cap space. Boys, that and this is up your alley, Meller. That's a big difference. 
between 110 and 100 million and 90 million. Yeah, I, I would say it's pretty damn significant. In fact, you could make the argument that if you just lop off $20 million from what you were projected to have, that is essentially one critical player that you could be adding to your roster if you want to break the bank. Um, and I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this. So a lot of what we're seeing over the cap, the initial projection, like you mentioned, Sylvia, was somewhere in the range of like 115 to 119 mm-hmm. for their cap space, but it has been reduced to 92. Now, they were always working with a base salary of a projected number of $225 million of cap space for every team for next year, for the 2023 NFL season. That's still what they're working with. So the the number they were projecting is still what they're going off of. But they've also gotten, now again, I don't know the specifics on how this works, but the carryover number from the previous season have been released. I think Field Yates actually is the one who put that out on Twitter yesterday. And so they've taken the carryover numbers in addition to whatever incentives that were hit by particular players that will go against the cap for next season. So there's been some of that factored in. And and again, I'm still trying to get to the bottom. It seems like that's still a significant amount of money Mm -hmm. to reduce your number at. But the good news is they still have the most money by far. The Falcons are second with uh, $56.6 million in cap space to the Bears, $92 million. But every team did lose some projected cap space in uh, over the caps projections. Okay, what we've okay. been seeing. So it seems like it's we just should, we should talk to Spielberger next week about yes, this. Definitely, and what this means in layman's terms. What is yeah, this? Like, yeah. That's what I want to know. Like we we throw like what does one fifteen mean? I want to know in the grand scheme of things in layman's terms. What what does that truly mean for the Bears? Like, is this still a, a, a blank ton of money for the Bears to get their their stuff done well i mean this has been said before and like there is no no matter how much money they have there is no shelf in free agency that you can go in and say i'll take one of everything please like that doesn't work that way we're not gonna that's not they're not gonna fix everything in one off season no matter how much money they have so i would like to know in layman's terms though what that what that can realistically get for them Right. Better get a lot. Better I mean, but, get, it better but get a lot. The problem is, is like a lot. Like there's not a lot of top level receivers. No, there isn't. You know, and but, how many top level? Like I think you could get a couple of good offensive linemen, especially yeah. guards. There may. I think there's going to be a good. Uh, I think you'll be able to get a good interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll you'll still be able. To, it won't be as sexy as people think. But I think you'll be able to. You'll be able to. Maybe you'll be able to get an additional tight end. You think they bring David Montgomery back? It's a great question. Did you see what he posted yesterday too? No. There was a, someone tweeted something that David Montgomery wasn't thrilled about what the Bears were offering. Really? Him, and then he retweeted it, or it was an Instagram post. I forget what it was, and he goes, "Like, unless you heard it from David Montgomery." Don't be talking for David Montgomery or something. Wow, something, something to that, to that extent. Yeah. yeah, like leading you to believe that you know Here. he want he wants to be. What, what do you have? The, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is from David Montgomery on Twitter. The blank uh, poop people pull out of their ass. Next time you talk to David Montgomery, let me know. Yeah. So yeah, he huh. uh, he's not uh, liking what people are saying about him uh, wanting more money. He's a new dad too. Yeah, baby, congrats baby to David Montgomery. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I like David Montgomery. So do I. Do I do I think they need to give him new money? 
I like if I think if you're going to pay a second contract guy, I I wouldn't mind paying a better second contract guy. Right. That's my opinion. Or 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 draft just another guy. Mello, he's, a, he's a nice player. Mello and I talked about this at the last pregame show, didn't we? About yes, that we were like there. There are other options out there that would be equally as good for maybe less money than he would want to demand. Correct? Isn't that what oh, we decided oh, my, on? Actually, no. Like if you're going to, if you're really going to step up and pay a running back, there are guys like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley who you're probably you're going to have to pay more for them. But if and I don't think this is Ryan Poles' philosophy anyway, because if we've listened to him talk throughout the season, he's laid out that the you know the positions that are important to him are you know left tackle, edge rusher, you know wide receiver, cornerback. He's made notes of that in different press conferences throughout the season. So I don't necessarily think he's going to be paying a running back. But if he does, I think it's better spent on someone like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley, who you know you could. They can add a dynamic piece, a blue-chip caliber player to this offense to go along with Justin Fields because, like Sylvie said, the wide receivers aren't there in this free agent class. Mm-hmm. Which just makes it even more disappointing that Chase Claypool isn't what they wanted him to be. Yeah, yes, hopefully, yes. yes. Oh, I, I hope he gets but to work, too. I hope too. he does, too. I, I don't know. I, Saquon Barkley, the, most of this season was not Saquon Barkley that we're used to seeing. First day weeks he was. He was pretty yes, good. Yes, and then he wasn't. And By then, his own admission, he, got, yeah. he wasn't. So what would we, what would you be getting? Yeah, I don't know. I supposedly the, there was a report over the weekend that he was he turned down twelve million dollars from the Giants. Wow! After saying he didn't want to reset the market. Well, he, yeah. And now the top of the market is McCaffrey, who gets sixteen million a year. I don't think any team is playing Saquon no, no, Barkley no. that number. No. So that's when he comes out and says, "I don't want to reset the running back market." I think that's because he knows he can't get it, but he probably wants. You know, fifteen or fourteen. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's still yeah. a lot of money for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Steve on the South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, I was wondering how come nobody's talking about uh, maybe keeping Justin yet drafting Stroud. I think Stroud might be a good backup, and if not, we can trade him away next year for Marvin Harrison Jr. I've, this is this has been gaining steam where a lot of people are like, let's just draft the other quarterback and let's keep two and then let's trade them later. Um, it's just how are you getting better with your first round pick then for now? How are you improving Justin? How are you helping him from a from an offensive standpoint if your top pick at number one is a quarterback? Where are you helping him? Don't, don't waste number one. Yeah, but you're not planning on helping them anyway. It sounds like they're going to go after a defensive lineman first. So if you're not going to help them, you might as well help them by backing them up well, and if you getting trade, a receiver if a little you, later. If you trade down, I mean, like, again, if you trade down, you could get offensive linemen. You could get your defensive player at four. You could also trade down from four after you trade down from, say, you could go to two, you could go to four, you could go from four to another. Like, there are many, you could get multiple draft picks. You could also get that number one pick for next year. Say you trade from, um, say you go from one to four and you get the Colts' number one pick next year. And then you get the best defensive player or the defensive player that you love. And then now next year, you could get a top five pick. From the Colts, if they still stink, and then you still have a chance to get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Yeah, but there's the same chance that they can do that with Texas. 
they can take they can take the Titan or they can take Houston's uh, second pick and then trade that second pick back to number four if that was the case if they were going to try to do that. But you didn't. You, you, you said draft like that. You said draft Stroud. Didn't you just say draft Stroud well, and keep him? I'm saying yeah, but if they're not going to help, if they're not going to directly help um, the offense by by drafting a defensive player, they might as well try to get something for next year as well. I look, I, I I think by by drafting good football players, you're helping Justin all the way around. I mean, if you're drafting a good defensive player and they're getting off the field more and they're getting better field position for Justin to flip the field, it it, it helps Justin too. It like does. like it does. complimentary. Like as Big Cat said, he's a fan of complimentary football. Yeah. Like again, like I'm not. I, again, I know the value of quarterbacks. That's why I'm more in the game of trading down and allowing the other teams to draft that quarterback and using it that mm-hmm. way than to hold a quarterback hostage yeah, there's, there's and, no, and then trade him later. There's no world in this reality where you're drafting a quarterback this year and holding on to Justin Fields. No. Now, it's kind of like a used car. If you draft a first-round quarterback and you let him sit on your roster for an entire season and don't value. let him play, yeah. The only thing you've done is you've taken one year of his rookie contract, which is really the real value in having a young quarterback on your roster. Right. Look great at Jordan point. Love. Well, I mean, who wants to trade for Jordan Love? It's a great unknown right now. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Tyler is going to be in for Black and Abdallah, who did Greeny today, and uh, we will replay um, one of the best or possibly one of the worst eulogies. Just the day after, I think it was like 12 hours after someone passed away. Yep. Uh, Kappa provided it today. You will hear that. You will not want to miss it. Uh, coming up next. I was just uh, telling Dion earlier in the show that 19 Crimes tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous, similar to the story of one hip-hop's founding fathers and entertainment icon Snoop Dogg. You may have heard of him. Whether it's the new Cali Gold Sparkling, great for parties, it's a great gift, or the OG's Cali Red, which I gifted to Dion. It's my favorite red wine. I cannot wait. You're going to open it up this weekend? Um, Probably tonight. Okay. I'll be home in about 45 minutes. That is awesome. You're going to enjoy it on the couch. Hopefully you won't doze off. <laughs> uh, the rosé is what Allie, my wife, loves. 19 Crimes Wine brings the party. So check it out today. Pick up a bottle and live infamously on your own terms. Enjoy responsibly, 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2022. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We'll get the championship uh, games, NFC, then AFC championship games. We'll get the bet cast with uh, Black and Abdallah, brought That'll to you by awesome. FanDuel, starting at 1.30 on all of our places that you enjoy ESPN 1000. That's AM 1000. It's 100.3 HD2. It's the ESPN Chicago app. It will be available on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. 
Could be a fantastic broadcast, so make sure you tune in there. Dion Miller in for Waddle. She'll be on tomorrow with Peggy. Yes. Miller, when are you on uh, Sunday? I will be on from 9 to 11 with uh, Barstool Chief. She's going to join me this week, filling in for Hanley. I saw Chief wow. uh, snooping around the studio earlier today. What was Chief doing? Was he doing he just that? needed some headphones. He came down a couple of times. I saw him waving. Well, he, uh, yeah, no, he grabbed the uh, headphones. I think he and uh, PB, Patty Boyle. We're getting the uh, hockey show oh, ready for tomorrow. Right. Uh-huh. And then he came back and he dropped the headphones off. Every time I looked, I saw Chief in the corner of my eye waving. I'm like, <laughs> Chief doing over there? Love that's Chief. A fun, that's a fun listen. The oh, it is. Good. They're good. Yeah, yes. they're good. They know they're the hockey show and they know this is the hockey show. Yeah. They know where the bread's buttered. Of course. That's right. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. Um, so this is uh, Cap and Hoodie from this morning. And listen, this is the thing that I love about this. And look, Billy Packer was always one of those guys yeah. on television that um, was polarizing. It was, mm-hmm. it was a polarizing listen for Nance and, and Packer. He was an opinionated guy. Yes. Um, and there have been some interviews that have gone wrong with Billy Packer. Listen, the thing that I love about this okay. is the tone that Hoodie takes. Like, <laughs> I think we found out late last night. Wasn't it last night, Tyler, that we got word? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like, it, yeah. It, it, so this is like, it was 8, 9, 10 o'clock last night. Billy Packer passes away. He still wasn't that old, only 82 years old. Yeah. And then, like, the body's not even cold. No. Hoodie, Mr. Basketball, is like... Rest in peace, Billy Packer, former player, longtime broadcaster. And then, and then, of course, like only then here comes Cap with his take that's. So this is either the greatest eulogy of all time or the worst eulogy of all time. You be the judge. So, Cap, a longtime broadcaster of the Final Four and college basketball for CBS, Billy Packer passing away at age 82. Sympathies to the family. He was an ass. He was an a-hole. And because he died does not change my opinion of him. He was a jerk. He was a grade A ass. I dealt with him. I did not like him. I threw him off the air on this station when it was its first iteration, when it was WMVP, Mm -hmm. AM 1000 back in the 90s. Rest in peace, but you were a jerk. Listen, if, there's if, only one David Kaplan. Correct. And I was going to say, if Billy Packer is a polarizing broadcaster, so is David Kaplan. <laughs> right? Do you think someone will take that approach with Cap passes? No, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, but he is. But that's why we love him. Because he, he brings is what? Opinionated. Oh, okay. Polarizing and opinionated. Is that wrong? I love that Yurko took... Yurko took umbrage of the approach because he said in the first iteration when it was WMVP AM 1000. And Yurko's like, we are WMVP AM 1000. That's what stood out to Yurko. That's what Yurko was pissed about. Right. It is. It's kind of harsh. Even if you didn't like the like, guy. Is, is, there like, is the right approach, even when the guy dies 12 hours earlier, to say... Once an ass, always his ass. I don't care that he died 12 hours ago. Or is the best approach to just be quiet? And if you have 
What's the old lesson? If you, you have nothing say, good to say, say, don't say anything. Don't say anything Can't at say all. Say something nice about someone. Don't say anything at all. At least at that point. Right. What's the approach? I would have just said, "Rest in peace." Sympathies to the family and let it go. Sympathies to the family, but quite frankly, your dad was an ass. <laughs> he could have even said that too. He could have even said. Rest in peace, sympathies to the family, but I have nothing nice to say, so I won't say anything, anything at, at all. all. Correct. That would have been the right I mean, move. Listen, it's a sports talk radio show, and I have to admit, the first thing that went through my mind, having worked in this industry for a while now, when I saw on the bottom line, Billy Packer dies at the age of 82, was... Boy, he was a bit of a jerk. <laughs> That's what went through my mind. That was the first thing. That was literally no, the first no, thing that went through my mind. Not 40-some NCAA nope. tournaments. Nope. nope. Not like you never thought of Billy Packer for a day until those 16 days of the NCAA tournament. No, but you know what? And it might be, too, because we're a little too close. And look, Caps, you know, he is ingrained in college hoops. So he's probably had lots of experiences with Billy yeah. Packer more so than most of us. So, you know, if if you've had... Because it's not like he's going to circle back. If ever there was a day to give your opinion on Billy Packer, it was probably today, right? <laughs> like, it's not like... It'd be really weird to do it a week from now. You know, like... I, I didn't wanted, want to say this at the time, but <laughs> I, I've been yeah, thinking I about it. I wanted the body to get cold. <laughs> Wait, here's, here's Mark. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this. Mark in Lincoln Park, what do you think? Sylvie. I've been flying and working all day. I haven't heard this till right now. OMG. Uh, I'm speechless. You can't say that about somebody that has just passed away. That's totally inappropriate on this, on this medium. Like, if he feels it, okay, but shut your mouth. Dion, you're the best. Thank oh, you for filling in. Thank you. You're awesome. I love you and Peggy. You guys oh, are doing it. You. You're killing it. Such a thank fun you. show, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I spoke to you at Benny's there. Um, uh, you know, when you guys had your thing, I was throwing the football with Waddle. So uh, you can't say something like that, guys. That is just totally inappropriate. Even on a Larry David level, that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mark. No, no, no. I, do you know the volume of, of coverage that you guys have? Does he know what he just did? I mean, he burned a bridge with that family. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> I think not he was cool. okay with it, <laughs> though, Mark. Been... I think it's yeah. all right. No, I realize that, but that, it, it goes to what you just said, Sylvie. If you don't have something nice to say, just zip it. Keep your mouth quiet. Move Carl on. loved it. Uh-huh. Did. He loved it. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate Thanks, Mark. it. One more time for the ones in the back One who didn't time. hear it. So, no. Cap, a longtime uh, broadcaster. Again, here, listen again. Listen to listen wow. to Hoodie. Hoodie. Hoodie's really got the death tone going. You know, he's he's got he's. He's got the lower level he working. He's, slowed it down. He's really slowing it down. So, Cap, a longtime a broadcaster of the Final Four and college basketball for CBS, Billy Packer, passing away at age 82. Sympathies to the family. He was an ass. He was an a hole. And because he oh died does not change my opinion of him. He was a jerk. He was a grade A ass. I dealt with him. I did not like him. I threw him off the air on this station when it was its first iteration, WMVP. when it was WMVP, mm-hmm. AM 1000 back in the 90s. Your ghost pest. Rest in peace, but you were a jerk. When he first started, I thought he was going to get emotional. 
Cap. When he said sympathies to the family, I was like, is his voice cracking? Is he going to cry? He was laughing. <laughs> and he, then, like, total, uh, no. This is, you know what, though? This is, speaking of Larry David, I think this opens the door for us to have an Albert Brooks-like funeral for Cap. <laughs> where, while still alive. Uh, this is great. We celebrate Cap's life in just the fashion that he celebrated Billy Packers. That, for that, Cap. That, that's fantastic. You we are, you are, the Waddle and Sylvie show. We have now, we have now filled the void for the week after the Super Bowl, you've come up with the genius smeller. Right after the Super Bowl is over, we will have a celebration of life for one David Kaplan. While he is still oh around, gosh, we will eulogize David Kaplan no. as he is alive, like just like they did on Curb. Yeah, give and people then, your flowers. And then you will get to say things about David Kaplan while he's still here. While he gets to enjoy him, good or bad, just like he did about Billy Packer. <laughs> Fantastic, Meller. That's the takeaway is that the only the reason why it's oh. in poor taste is because Billy's Packer can't respond. But we do this for Cap while he's alive. Yeah, this is good. He thought Festivus was bad. <laughs> Wait till he hears about Buckle his funeral up. while he's still alive. Oh my gosh. Meller, this could be the best contribution you've ever had to the radio station. <laughs> How long have you been here? 18 years? How yeah. many years? Uh, 2003, right? So yeah. Uh, wow, be 20 that'd be November. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. <laughs> Brilliant. I can't wait for this. This is this is going to be Well, it's must listen radio. I mean I don't know. I think we but... should do this annually too now. <laughs> you created a new company holiday for me. Just for Cap or for each person who no, works. No, for Cap. Yeah. <laughs> Just Cap. All right, great stuff, Dion. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Um, Doug Kazarian, Will Purdue, thank you for calling in today. That was great. That was very good. And uh, Tyler Aki coming up next. And for Black Nabdala, great work by Tyler and Meller. For Dion, I'm Sylvie at CSPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend.